Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. Coming after you. Go to plan B. Okay, great. What is that? Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Ready PG 13. Everybody hates the taking off and putting on your shoes nightmare at the airport. But now, there's an easier way. New hands-free Skechers slip-ins. With new Skechers slip-ins, you just step in and go. Without bending down or looking for a place to sit. Try new machine washable hands-free Skechers slip-ins. These caramel cold brew M&M's are like M&M's with a coffee shop vibe. Maybe too much of a coffee shop vibe. This next one is about the importance of friendship, so I'm going to maintain eye contact while I sing it. Oh, boy. The entire world watched. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. everybody atlanta welcome back to another exciting podcast here today this is the klp aftermath season six with your host klp kennedy lucas good morning again my fellow atlanteans my fellow georgians it is tuesday july 18th welcome back to our episodic weekly brand morning uh grand morning radio show morning show klp aftermath again uh, as I repeat myself, I'm KLP Kennedy Lucas, and we've got our nearest and dearest here in the studio. We've got Simone T's up in the building, Monica Gray. James is also here as well to give us another exciting Grand Slam podcast. Good morning. If you're listening to all of our, uh, well, our show here this morning on the hits, uh, you know, morning uh, platforms i heard radio spotify apple Podcasts. if you're watching the youtube version of this as well thank you guys so very much uh yeah it's tuesday july 18th august is around the corner simone simone is here she's here and ready for another exciting podcast but i always gotta ask every morning you know we're here in the studio swinky studios and we got our coffee and we got everything settled and ready to go simone how you doing? Back again for another exciting podcast here today. I, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your girl, Simone Tees. Welcome. Uh, KLP Aftermath Season 6, still kicking it. Uh, had a great weekend. You know, didn't have too much to go on this past weekend. You know, really, Kennedy, I got to say, it is tremendously too hot to be outside Uh in my in my mind, if if I'm not in the in my office or working on some stuff throughout the week, you know, 
it, it comes a time when the, when the weekend comes, I just want to, sometimes I just want to stay indoors, right? And I'm different from Kevin. So Kevin wants to go out and do this and do that and, you know, have some quality time. And I got to be the, the, the one person in the relationship too that, you know, I got to spend time with, with, with my boo, right? And sometimes I just don't want to because it's just so hot. So luckily, Kevin didn't want to go outside this weekend because he agreed it was just tremendously hot. We like the comforts of air conditioning in our own home. So yeah, I didn't have too much going on this podcast or well this weekend, but uh, I was inside. I, I cooked a lot this weekend, which was great. Did it. So I did go to the gym. But, I mean, that was like a going out to the gym and then coming back, right? I wasn't outside celebrating and doing too much. But I did see your Instagram, Kimmy, and I saw you you outside this weekend. So, I'm always interested. Every time I come in here to the studio and I look at Kennedy, and this is a little tidbit for our fan base out there that's listening this morning. You know, we, we have it to where, and I think we might have mentioned it before, Kennedy, that we come in the studio... And, you know, we, we say, hey, we get a coffee and we chit-chat for a minute. And then Kennedy does his things like, okay, guys, this is what it is. Time to go to work. So we write down things we're going to talk about for our episode. And I always look at Kennedy and he says, and he looks at me and he says, okay, what, Simone? Yes, I was outside this weekend. Yes, I did some stuff. Yes, I'm going to talk about it here on the show. So it, it, he gets so gay. He gets so he because he, he knows that it's coming, that, hey, I know what you did this past weekend, because we all follow each other on social media. Um, but it's very, very interesting. It's, it's very, very funny to see. Uh, but like I say, good morning, my peeps, my, my ladies, my fellas. Welcome back to our show. We love y'all. And yeah, I'm ready to rock. Yeah, it's true. I, I smirk, because it... <laughs> Now that you mention it, yeah. So, yeah, Simone, for all of our fan bases listening, Simone comes in and she looks directly at me. I don't know what it is. She comes in. She's like, w- where's Kennedy? He-, he here yet? And then sometimes, because Monica sometimes beat me to the studio. And when she's there before I get there, she'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, he ain't here yet. So when I step in, Simone immediately, like, it's like her, her radar goes off, y'all. It's, it's so... It's so funny how she do it, but she does it. So, um, yes, I was outside this weekend. And, of course, I, I, I guess I'll go ahead and get into it, guys. So, my weekend was pretty good. Um, we did, we, I did a lot this weekend. And I, I, so, I really do enjoy going out with, uh, with friends, right? Um, that's one of the things I like to do over the weekend, right? Whether it's, you know... When there's time for us to go out and to celebrate and to really do our thing and to really get into it, I genuinely enjoy doing it. So shout out to my good friend Sydney and her boo thing. You know, Sydney invited me and my friend Connor out to a place near the Mall of Georgia, actually. Uh, believe it or not, it's called Tacos and Tequila. So I need to give this my, my food critics, you know. Uh, anytime I go to every new restaurant, I always, duh, I'm going to talk about it here on the show. Um, but we just didn't do it. We didn't do it uh, yesterday because yesterday was Monday and, you know, we had, we didn't have the day off, but we had SNN news and we had other stuff going on. So tacos and tequila. I went out Saturday night. Um, there was a group of us. Um, I met some, uh, new people, which is very, very interesting, which I'll get into that, uh, in a minute. 
uh, my experience with that because I, I have a story with that. Um, but the tacos and tequila, I ordered the southern chicken uh, tacos. Very, very, very nice. Um, it was the chicken and the, it was like chicken and some sauce with some avocado inside of it with some, uh, some, with some rice. Um, three hard shell tacos. Very, very scrumptious. I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, believe it or not, I do like, I do love tacos, right? I think the last time I've had a taco was when I was in New York and we needed something quick to eat because we were going to a fashion show. So I said, okay, there's a, there's a taco spot around the corner. You know, let's have authentic New York tacos. So I ended up going and getting a chicken taco and it was very, very scrumptious. It was a nice meal at that time back in New York. So when we went to tacos and tequila Saturday night, I, you know, that's a, that's obviously hence the title of the restaurant tacos and tequila tacos. So very very nice spot it, it was a vibe in there we were vibing we were outside and we were doing a lot of things uh talking and, and chit-chatting and eating and i ordered some cheese dip and you know we were getting it up right so uh, i really recommend people going out there tacos and tequila they they specialize in tacos but you can get like burritos and i think you can get nachos there but the whole concept of it is you got to get some form of taco <clears throat> whether it's you know a chicken taco uh, or, or grilled chicken taco, steak taco, beef taco, you got to get a taco. Um, and then I ended up ordering a cheese dip as the advertiser as well. I looked over to my left and my friend Connor was sitting on the left. He was eating calamari and that calamari looked scrumptious. So good spot near the Mall of Georgia. I recommend everybody trying it out. They have, you know, a live DJ because it was Saturday night. So I think typically, Simone, I think typically they have it to where uh friday and saturday they have live music playing um our waitress she was fantastic um i meant to do a review for of her and i, I kind of forgot because she was telling us that you know if you scan the barcode type in her name write a review it helps her i just you know i was just i was full i was heading home i kind of forgot so uh i think her, i think she said her name was karen Karen, I'm sorry. If you're listening to the this morning show, I'm sorry. I forgot to give you a review. I really forgot. It slipped my mind. Um, so next thing I wanted to talk about Saturday. And then and then Sunday, I ended up going to the grocery store and then going to the gym per, per usual. So I can't really. I mean, my Sunday was good. We was relaxing, did a lot of gaming, um, went to the gym, went to the store. Oh, I Simone, I bought a, Moff, a Mafia Definitive Edition um yeah they had it for 40 dollars on the playstation network and i actually had scored some points so i paid with points i didn't really it was technically free i didn't spend none of my personal money for it i had earned some points and i redeemed it to get that game because that was a game that was in my list of wish list but i just never gotten around to it i know it's an older game it came out in 2020 um but i like it it's pretty pretty good i, I recommend people playing it um 40 is not too bad for it. it's an older game um, it doesn't have 60 frames per second, but I kind of don't mind that because the graphical looks of the game look spectacular. I did the graphicals, the, the ray tracing and, and the, the water that's on the ground that reflects that kind of outwins the, the frame rate, in my opinion, when it comes to that type of game. So I ended up playing that uh, Sunday night, but backing up to uh, Saturday, Saturday night, uh, per experience, um, 
and I, I got to say this on record this morning because I don't know if my friend Sydney listening listens to our radio show, but you know, Sydney, if you're listening, it's not it's not an act on you, right? Um, Sydney, uh, she brought some some friends. Now, I'm not gonna name their names out on the radio show because I'm not gonna put them out on blast like that. But I, I got to talk about my experience, right? I'm a podcaster. I can't help it. Damn it. <laughs> um. It's very, very interesting. Uh, three young ladies come, uh, came to the dinner, and I can tell they were just a little bit nervous, uh, nervous to meet me and my friend Connor. Uh, those were three young ladies that we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't know. So I can kind of see why they were just kind of, uh, kind of a little bit shy. But my question is, and you know, it's a, it's an open-ended question for everybody here in the studio, but for our listeners out there as well. Um, do you ever get nervous when you meet people or new people i should say um i was telling my brother about the experience because obviously he asked me you know hey how was your how was your night night outing did you have fun and i did for the most part but i can tell that people get a little nervous meeting new people and they're kind of sequestered in their shell no pun intended with the hard shell tacos. But, you know, people get a little bit more comfort with talking with the friends that they already knew for, for years, right? I'm completely different. If I'm going to go out and meet somebody completely new that I've, I've never met, right? If I'm going to go out with a group of friends and that set of group of friends is bringing another set of group of friends that we never met, I'm going to say hello. My name is Kennedy right i like to do when i meet new people i like to do kind of an icebreaker what do you like to do where do you work what's your favorite thing to do what's your favorite color who's your favorite uh actor actress what's your favorite food besides the tacos that we're eating at tacos and tequila what do you who are you right so that way when you tell me who you are i can express who i am and now we're talking we're vibing we might have a little bit of tequila in us and we're vibing i didn't get that with these these ladies i didn't i felt that they were a bit nervous and they didn't really want to talk to me and then i said hey well hey that's cool right because i learned when i meet new people i can try but i'm not gonna try hard right I tend to lose patience and I'm not desperate meeting new people, right? So if you don't want to talk, you want, you, you want to chit chat with each other and not want to speak to the, to the gentleman on the other side of the table, fine. I'm not going to force the conversation because like I say, I'm not desperate. It's cool. I'm probably going to forget your name next week, right? And I don't mean to say hard. I don't mean to be harsh. I don't mean to be a, a tough ass, but it's just, that's how it is with me if, if I try to uh, throw an olive branch up in there and just try to spark a conversation, see where it goes, and you're not giving me anything. I lose interest, right? I remember I've been to I've been on a lot of dates where one date, you know, we had a great conversation and we're talking and we're talking, and then she brings up a boyfriend. I'm like, well, why are you, why are you out with me if you got a whole man at home? But that's another podcast for for another day. And I've had dates where we cut it short because you're not trying to vibe with me. So I'm not going to waste my time. Right? Because you probably wanted a free meal out of it. Now, thank God this wasn't it wasn't a date where we were all not double dating on each other. This was a hangout. So I paid for my shit and we talked and I said, okay, had fun, chit chat. All right, I'm out. 
that's how I do it. Because I, I knew, I took every situation of it, and I had a ball. I had some scrumptious tacos and some, some nice Coca-Cola. I, that was a cheat day. And, you know, I talked with the people that was there. Now, I got to give it up. Uh, two gentlemen that I met, they were very talkative. And I'm going to shout them there out because they're, they're cool dudes. So, it was uh, Mozzie and Justin. Met them. They're, they were cool dudes, right? Yeah, I loved the conversation. I loved, uh, you know, us talking about stuff and relationships. And, you know, we were just talking we talked a little bit about gaming Simone and it was it was cool it was a vibe right it was just you know man on man talk it was it was a vibe there but I can tell that the ladies that we met they were just so nervous and then I was telling my brother this Simone that I don't know if these ladies thought I was just trying to fuck or what have you but ladies I'm not you're not my type I'm not interested because some of the ladies that I met, I can tell they were a little bit younger than me now. I'm 27. I don't go for 22, 23-year-olds. I'm sorry. I know it sounds weird now because a lot of people would. I just don't because I matured so fast at a young age. 21 is when I really matured, right? Now that I'm 27, my type, you got to be at least my age or older. You've got to have it together for me because that's just what I like. I like women who can carry on a good intellectual conversation and we can really have something there and really talk about intellectual conversations and how we feel on things and how we want to dream and be successful together as we get older. Because believe it or not, guys, the next 40 years, I'm 40, next four years, I'm going to be 30. Scary to say, but I'm going to be 30 in the next four years. I'm not interested into the young fast young things no more been there done that i was 18 once but i'm 27 i'm a grown mother i am grown so i hope these ladies didn't think we were just trying to fuck right like i'm good <laughs> you you got you, i'm good i'm so good i just wanted to get to know you because maybe we could be friends right like i say i'm probably gonna forget their names next week uh, I didn't have really much of a good conversation that I was looking for. But all in all, I had fun. I did. Uh, my friend Connor was there. It's always a blast when Connor's there. I met two guys, Sydney, and, and her booth name was there. Sydney, we've been, you know, we knew each other for, for a long time. So I had a good time with those people. I did. Um, towards the end, the ladies did open up a little bit. But then towards the end, it was a little bit too late. So, um Simone, I, I know I've been rambling, but I wanted to give you a take on this one to see what you what you thought. Am I wrong? Am I cra am I crazy? I, I, what, what, what's up? Kennedy, I don't think you're wrong in that. Um, because I remember when I first met you and <laughs> that that was a vibe, right? We, we went we all had a shindig and I remember Monica coming up and saying, hey, this is this is this is my boo. This is Kennedy. And I was like, oh, so you're a Kennedy, you're, you're the media guy, <laughs> you know, and as we got to talking and you were very vocal and, you know, we talked about a lot of great things and I remember like it was yesterday because you came to me and said, hey, so you, you have a great voice and you, you got some, a background in journalism. Do you want to come on a podcast of mine? Right. Um, I think we're in this generation now, in, 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 and, and I'm almost going to, and you said this before, Kennedy, but I'm going to say it too. Our generation sucks. 
because I feel some women can't say all of us women, but some women they want uh, something quick, right? Or they want a, a man to uh, to appeal to a certain crowd, if I may, right? You have that 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 attitude that you know you're you're very vocal. You like to be social, but you stay true to yourself, right? You're not gonna pretend to be somebody you're not. And that's what people. Some people are going to appreciate that in the long run because as you get older and you stay true to yourself, you kind of work hard because you you know things are important. You know being healthy is important. You know being financially semi-stable right because we all want more money right but in the room here we all want millions right but you you've kind of had that um that go-getter mentality at the beginning right and i feel that some and i gotta rephrase this now some women don't like that and i gotta say a lot of young women don't like that because they're young they're impressionable they want the the fast dude that doesn't give a shit about anything but looks handsome right i've seen a couple of girlfriends that were younger they wanted on this guy because he you know he didn't really have much but he was good looking and he looked very attractive and he's probably good in bed you know those were the fast impressionable young women that's in their minds but i do feel that these young women as they get older they experience some things and they learning how to pay bills and to really work hard for something then they don't they don't allocate the games with that comes with these guys right they want somebody who got it together as they get older and like i say i don't think you're wrong in that i i think there is a way to to be social i i really do wish women some women in our generation to be more open to the guy who who and i'm trying to rephrase this without being mean to you kennedy but like who 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 thinks outside the box right who is a little bit different in a good way because i see you looking at me in a good way you know be that different that that more mature guy and can have a conversation and i say this to all my ladies out there every guy don't want to fuck right every guy just want to get to know the real you they don't want to hook up i mean the hookup is nice the sex is good and it's nice but every guy's not that's not every guy's goal that's not on every guy's mind right because i've learned that too when i see all the other guys and they wanted one thing and i i, I was the victim i fell into it i was one of them but here comes Kevin. Cam is a little bit more mature. Kevin got a job and making money. Kevin's taking care of me when I need it. Kevin got it together. And as we got older, we started to realize some things and obviously we had some conversations. I've done some shit he didn't like. He does some shit I didn't like. We've had arguments, but I feel with that, that makes us stronger. And I think a lot of ladies got to understand that. I don't think, based off these ladies that you mentioned this morning, I don't think they really understand how important life is right now. Right? 
I, 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 I could be wrong in that. I don't know. I haven't met these ladies. But I feel that these ladies are not there yet. And that's okay to not be there. Right? Again, I met girlfriends who, who weren't there. They were still staring with their folks and trying to figure things out and not paying rent and not having a job and not being more motivated and inspired to do anything. They're not there yet. And based off these ladies, so I've heard from this morning show, so far, these ladies are not there yet. And that's why you're not attracted to these type of ladies because they haven't gone to where you've been. And they'll get there, there's no, I'm not gonna knock these ladies and say they're never, I'm not gonna sit here and say they never amount to anything, cause they will, they just have to figure it out first. Yeah, and that's just, that's, that's what I bait, that's what's based on this conversation is they're not there yet. And it's, it's, it is hard, it is hard to find women who are, um, who are motivated for for things and motivated to be successful not just in money but in their their livelihoods as well their favorite hobbies and what they like to do they haven't figured themselves out yet and it's it's sad because there's a lot of them here in atlanta that just don't have to have no clue what to do um but there are some women who have an idea and that they might have been in the same situation as you kelly they may have not found mr right yet so, I don't think you're wrong in that. I don't. Thanks, Simone. I thought I was just losing my mind. Right? I, I really thought I was just losing my mind. But, hey, hearing that from you, hey, comment below what y'all think. How, how, how does it feel when you meet some, a group of friends that are new to you? Do they give you the cold shoulder? Because that's kind of what I thought I was. Because one, one lady, and I'm, I'm going to move on from this because we got Monica coming up next. But, um, one lady, one girl comes up. And, you know, she's wearing this Death Row shirt. And I said, hey, like your shirt? She's like, thanks. And that was it. And I said, I'm sorry, did I offend you? Right? I, and I thought that in my mind. I was like, did I say something off? Did I? Did it sound perverted when I said I like your shirt? Because I, I liked the shirt. It was very, very nice. Um, like I say, comment below, guys, what y'all think. Was I wrong in this? Was I right? Let me know. We'd like to hear from y'all as well. Now, Monica's in the studio. Guys, go check out Monica Gray in the evening playing on all major audio platforms. I'm talking iHeart. I'm talking Apple, Spotify. She's giving some relationship advice, and she she likes it because you guys love it. Um, So, Monica, it's your thing, baby. Thanks, Kennedy. So happy to be here this morning of course KLP Aftermath season six guys go check out my latest show Monica Gray in the evening on major audio platforms wherever you get your podcasts take a take a listen you're never going to regret it because we're talking about the tea and relationships and common problems that we face as young people and I gotta say you gotta have progression in a relationship if there's no progression in a relationship, meaning, especially at this age, for all my angels that are over the age of 25, it, it, you have to progress to the next level. Why are, I don't have 10 years to be dating somebody just to see if it's working or not. No, you should know thyself and you should know that by now. How are we not knowing this by now? Let me tell you this, men know, and Steve Harvey even backed this up, my daddy even backed this up, where he's, they, they both said, a guy knows within three to six months whether or not you're the one. 
they know. They instantly know. So there's anything after that, it's like, what are we doing here? And where are we going? That's why I don't do the whole ride or die thing because it's like, nah, uh, 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 slow down. I have questions. Where are we going? What are we doing? How long are we gonna be there? All of the, yeah, this, that, and the above. And for people that are not playing games, these questions won't bother them. These questions will be, you know, embraced by them because of the fact that they're like, you know what? I like that this girl is not just no nonsense. You know what I mean? She's not accepting anything that falls out of the sky or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is when you signed up. You have to really train and teach people how to treat you, especially relationships. If you let people just come and go and do as they please. I was talking to Hale yesterday and I was ta we were talking about dating and I was like, now imagine you go on a date with somebody and then they tell you, oh, like you guys hit it off really great or you guys met and then you guys are supposed to go on a date and you don't hear from this person after you gave them your number for like two to three weeks. You're cut off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no such thing as being that busy. No such thing. I don't believe in that. You mean to tell me that three weeks have gone by and you have just thought of me after three weeks? You were canceled and I'm not answering you. It doesn't make any sense. To me, that's just disrespectful because now what that tells that person is, oh, she'll wait on me whenever. No, you're not getting a response after me, but from me with something like that. That is absolutely asinine, okay? And some guys that come back in and out of your life, women think, oh, wow, like this obviously means he finally realizes that I'm there for him, that I'm this, I'm that. Guys don't leave their dummy. So whatever you permit, you're going to promote. And this strokes their ego because it's like it proves to this guy, man, I can really do anything and I can still get this girl. All right, especially when you never move on, it shows them, wait a second, is she holding space for me? All right, he's dating other women. Don't think he's just out here twirling his thumbs, doing nothing, staring at the four corners of his office. Okay, he's dating other women while he's disappearing from your life. All right, and now he's going to use you as an emotional crutch to uh, make it seem like he's finally coming back around, at least in your head. All right. And now he has the convenience of having you for him. <clears throat> yeah, uh-huh, that. And favors and attention and all these different things. Like I said, if he truly wants you, he won't be coming in and out of your life, all right? And he, he will want to commit to you and show you through his actions that he's serious. So you can't fall for the, the tricks and games. And I'm sorry that the dating climate has literally eroded to an embarrassing level that our standards have, they feel like they are impossible, but really they're just basic, okay? You mean to tell me that you just can't simply say what you mean and mean what you say? You can't do that, baby, huh? You can't plan a date, but you're the one that's allegedly interested in me. You can't do that, that's too much for you and your little, your little heart, that's too much for that little brain of yours. That's interesting. You know, I was talking to this to this guy and he said something to me that I really loved. He said, you know, I've noticed that it's very interesting because I guess he's newly single. And he was telling me that he's noticed that a lot of the guys that are like in my age range, like in their like mid to late 20s are not the same as guys were back in the day. 
Are you ready to unlock a healthier and more vibrant you? Well, you're in luck because today's episode is brought to you by Ritual Vitamins, the essential nutrient company that's revolutionizing the way that we approach our daily health. We all know that it's pretty overwhelming to navigate the vast world of vitamins and supplements from fancy packaging to outrageous claims. It's hard to know what is truly good for you. But with Ritual, you can trust that every step is rooted in science and transparency. Now, I not only enjoy Ritual because of the minty essence in every bottle that keeps things fresh and makes taking vitamins way more enjoyable, but Ritual Vitamins is on a mission to provide the highest quality and clean and effective ingredients for women. Their innovative approach begins with thorough research formulations which are backed by rigorous scientific evidence, and each nutrient is thoughtfully selected in its most bio-available form, meaning your body can actually absorb and utilize what it needs because we all know that people say, whoever they are, that you don't usually absorb all of what you take in when you take vitamins. So it's really nice to know that Ritual is curated in a way that our bodies can actually absorb and utilize what it needs. So no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women's 18 Plus Vitamin is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Ritual is offering my wonderful Quality Queen listeners 20% off during your first month. So make sure that you visit ritual.com slash Asha, A-S-H-A, to start Ritual or add Essential for Woman 18 Plus to your subscription today. And he was kind of saying he basically feels bad for women because... He noticed that guys are just so different and a lot more, a lot less mature than how guys were back at one time, you know, back in the day where it's like, you never know what's going on. These guys are like perpetual, like bachelors. None of them want to take anything serious. It's like the more options, the better. And, and the thing about this is what men, some men don't realize is that the more options you have, I mean, honestly, it's human psychology. You're less likely to pick anything. I mean, you're more likely to pick nothing. Did I say that correctly? You guys are picking up on now. Oh, God. Brain freeze, I guess. Yeah. When you have a lot of options, you're going to pick nothing. And you're always going to think, mm, I could do a little better. Ah, uh, I could do a little better. And then you just end up becoming this type of person where you're always thinking it's the the bigger better deal or the grass is greener on the other side like no that's not always the case and we have this society now where no one has no one is equipped with the skill set to work through things because no one can tell the difference of what they should and shouldn't be working through and that's very dangerous because now, you have people that may be giving up on things prematurely, they may not be giving things a chance because they just feel like, oh, like I'm just going to move on to the next thing. You have to really be discerning and really pay attention to the situation in order to get something healthy out of it. And even in the, the what I was talking about before where guys come in and out of your life, you already know what that's being called. That's being called a placeholder. <sighs> angels summer's around the corner and i don't want you guys getting into these 
situations, situationships, where people are playing games with your emotions and everything. I don't know what's in the air. DM me, let me know. But I feel like a lot of people are like breaking up all of a sudden. Like what is happening? I have no idea, but it's just, it's run rampant. So many people are breaking up or getting divorced, all of these different things. And it's like, <laughs> I, what happened to the sanctity of marriage? What happened, you know, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing these things. If something doesn't work for you, it simply doesn't work for you. But it's just, we're seeing it so much that it's scary. It makes people, it could make one not believe in these things and not think that it's achievable because of the lack of of examples of it being done successfully as it pertains to like the healthy progression of a relationship um, without having to tolerate an immense amount of emotional agony and and pain and this like perpetual tolerance for nonsensical nonsense i mean i just can't Y'all have a threshold for certain things, but I feel like there are just some things that I have expectations with and I will not erode at the fabric of that for anybody. And I will never be, you know, a placeholder or anything. And this is the thing I want you angels to know. When you see something, I mean, not something that you can work through. I mean, when you see something that is a red flag, just drop it right then and there. Okay, because you'll have some trickster guys, okay, like the one we were talking about in the beginning of the pot of the episode that will talk you out of your own common sense. And then you just keep on seeing examples of that and they're always wiggling their way out of things. And then you'll have other people that will not even address it at all. And you're just hoarding all of this resentment and you're spewing it out onto other people. And you're just a miserable person to be around because the the guy that you should be bringing all this heat to you just simply can't and you can't express yourself for anything and that's a miserable life to live okay when you see something you just you you need to address it and deal with it immediately that's healthy okay then yeah there is a time and place for everything but you guys understand what i'm saying you need to know how to address things because the biggest mistake I've noticed, especially in longer term relationships, is people tend to ignore, 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 and then you turn around and those things become bigger and bigger and bigger to where they're completely unavoidable. And it's like, what do you do now? Hmm? What do you do now about the situation? Because you've ignored so much, now the next defense becomes, oh, well, you know, we've been together for so long and you can always, let me tell you something. You're not the exception to the rule. I'll say it again. You're not the exception to the rule. We can always come up with a million ways and reasons why we should be with someone there, you know, especially when there's history involved. Oh, but you know, he's, is not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Certain things should not be, should not exist when it comes to being in, in a healthy dynamic. All right. You know, even when it comes to dating, if you're going to accept guys only hitting you up at night, okay, and then, oh my gosh, this 
this is what this other clown was doing, the guy that I was talking about in the beginning. He goes on these hikes and these free dates with women, okay? Because he can't afford to be dating them. So all he's doing is walking in the park, coffee dates, ice cream. I mean, really, just textbook brokey behavior. And if a man is only investing ice cream and Netflix and walking dates with you, you think that he's gonna, he, that's not investing anything really. He's doing that intentionally because it's low effort for a reason. You mean it's tell me that you don't want to show this off in a nice little restaurant, huh? I, I, mm -mm, I, I know that's not what you're saying. I know that's not what you're saying, baby. You mean to tell me that, uh, let me guess, you really just want a connection with me and you really just want to get to know me. So that's why we have to go for a hike and a walk outside and maybe like the ice cream truck will come by and we'll just get ice cream, yeah, and we'll just have coffee in the morning and like bagels, yum. No, please cut it out, please stop. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm not really understanding it, okay? I, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh-uh. Like this type of behavior is genuinely blasphemous to me and it's hilarious because how is it that you you mean to tell me that you can't get to know me in Blackstone? Huh? You mean to tell me that you can't find another restaurant that is that we actually can not we we're wearing actual clothing too. We don't have to show up in athleisure. Okay. I, I, I don't know what is going on with some of these men today. It's giving illness. Yeah, yeah, it's giving ill, Ill illness and I I'm 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 saying this in all honesty it's giving mental illness because the and then some of these guys you have to be careful they like to convince you uh you know of this alpha male type of behavior oh my god valentine's day is just a man-made holiday uh i don't want to everything is like so emasculating to them to try and cover up for their fragile ego because if they convince you that they were a real man and that's why they don't do certain things then you won't even bother to look and ask ponder or wonder and that's just the conditioning. That's what these types of men want you to think. You're, you're not the exception to the rule where it's like, my situation's different. Because for the vast majority for the umpteenth time, that's not the case for majority of people. So why would we be speaking to that? It doesn't make any sense. Girl, we get it. Okay, you went on three dates with a guy and now that guy's still your boyfriend. Okay, congratulations to you. But do you think I'm going to base my advice off of that? You have another thing coming. Why are you even here? I don't even... Anyways, so, like I said, for the vast majority, there are rules that you need to follow in order to have respect in a relationship and also protect yourself from not being played. The biggest thing is, and this is me, I'm a big researcher. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Because I would rather know what it is that I'm up against, okay? And make sure that everything's aligning before I just live and let love and just like, I just want to feel it out. Like, why am I like, good? at the very least, babe, I want to make sure your name is what your name is. Your age is what your age is. Like, just basic fundamental things, okay? Everything else I can learn organically. But if I start seeing misalignment, like, remember I told you guys a story time about when I went on a date with um, this guy and he was like super charming, but then he tried to like 
he, he tried it, okay? And was trying to get me to spend the night at his house and he didn't cook anything for me. Yeah, remember that story? Okay, yeah, the same person that my subscriber and I dated, yeah, him. So he is just an example of someone that is just ridiculous. And let me tell you something, these guys will try it, but let them fail. It's very interesting if you think about men, right? It's like guys want to try and like get with you, but then they almost, it's like a flip switches when they do get with you because it's like, oh, so you just do this with everybody. But in your head, you could be thinking, oh, no, 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 like I only just bent my rule because I really like you. But to them, it's like, yeah, right. Because now they can't get out of their heads and all they're thinking is, well, I know I barely even tried. I mean, I just kind of asked one more time, hey, what's good? Do you want to get together tonight? And you were like, yeah. So they all of a sudden, like, that specialness has been lifted where they no longer feel like, ooh, this was something, a prize that I, you know, should get. It's like they want, they, they try, but they actually, they want to fail, whether they realize it or not. It's important to be very balanced in this. In, in when it comes to dating and know that like, yeah, no, we already know this fundamentally. We're not going to be accepting low effort dates where I'm not going out for coffee with you. I'm not, if you can't afford to date, then so, simply don't do it, babe. And if this is your version of dating, then go find someone who finds this actually to be a date. This is not the right person. You're not in the right vortex. You need to go to another reality to go find that. Okay. And this is usually when you're not even that person's type, right? This person probably doesn't even find you attractive. But because men simply they can, women simply they want, that's where we get fooled. Yeah, because as women, that is his way that we express ourselves. Like, oh, like I want to show this guy how much I like him and I'm into him. So this is my expression of that. But for men, it's like, oh, she's hot. Um, and let's just see what's up. You know, it's not really a deep-rooted reason why they're going to be intimate with you, usually, especially in the beginning, you understand? So that's why for guys, they can totally, they're totally capable of liking you a little bit and still getting it on with you. Yeah, the difference is for women, it's not, we're not built like that. So that's why it's difficult for us to grasp and understand, well, why would you even get with me if I'm not even your type or anything at all? Because men say who they can, women say who they want. And so these types of men, they're not going to be inspired, right? Or even motivated to want to put an effort to, you know, go out with you and to put an effort or try to impress you. Because to him, it feels like, well, why bother? I mean, she's not really, I don't really view her as all that. Because guys that think you are that girl, in the best way, they're going to want to impress you. They're going to want to pull out all the stops, okay? They're going to pull out all the stops. Trust me, all right? And when you haven't seen any of this behavior before, you're thinking, man, I might as well just, I don't know. I might as well just get what I can get. Monica Gray, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, again, Monica Gray in the evening. Look, it's a show that I produce, we produce it. And she's, she's talking about some, some facts here on the show. So speaking of facts, I got to give a shout out to my little brother. I do. Because he got me hooked on this new show called Body Cam. Now, Body Cam is a new show that is available on uh, HBO right now. And basically what this show entitles that it, it, it's kind of like a documentary kind of kind of thing. But when it's not. So it's like it's OK. So it's a documentary series kind of ish. 
But then, like, you get to see the body cam of police officers and, and see all the things that they go through. Now, I know a lot of people have their gripes and their differences about police officers. But after seeing this show, I kind of see where certain, and I'm going to strongly emphasize, certain uh, police officers do the right thing. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say all cops are good because some, sometimes we got some bad ones out here too. But to see that they... Uh, some of them see what the, the the amount of danger they put themselves into and there's a lot of crazy people out here in this world it really got me looking i'm hooked on the show um not really too much to review this morning because i mean that's basically the premise of the show is seeing where cops have near-death experiences and see you know the behind the scenes of what cops go through on the day-to-day basis again that's uh body cam available right now on hb Max. Kennedy, we got some news. Of course, it wouldn't be uh, tea with teas without Simone Teagues, me, spilling the tea. I don't know how I say I've probably segued that kind of wrong. Tea. Uh, tea with Simone Teagues. That's what I'm going to call the segment. I, I didn't segue that right, but that's okay. Uh, we've got some 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 drama, some, some, some tea that I got to spill here this morning's show. Now get this, guys. Chris Brown demands ex-housekeeper take eight-hour mental exam in dog attack dispute. Now, we all know Breezy. Breezy out here is making his money, right? I listened to his, his latest song, Summer Too Hot. Oh, my God. It's a good song. Summer Too Hot. So, anyway, Chris Brown's ex-housekeeper has sued him for an alleged dog attack that happened while she and her sister were cleaning his home. I bet his home was pretty big. But the singer isn't taking the uh, occasions, uh, accusations lying down and wants his accuser to submit a battery of mental tests. Now, the court documents obtained by Radar Online revealed that the Rennet singer had made a request through his lawyers on Monday, July 17th. So that was yesterday. According to the documents, uh, Patricia Avila who, along with her sister Maria, was hired by Brown to clean his Tarzana near Los Angeles home at the rate of $600 per day. Now, could you imagine being a housekeeper and cleaning a whole house for $600 per day? Right? That's money, right? You're getting into some money. Um, I bet you really have to clean it up really well, though. But claimed to be suffering from extreme emotional distress after watching her sister allegedly get attacked by one of brown's dogs um this is a sad occasion now i really want to know because these these now these ladies could be these ladies could very much well been attacked by brown's dogs right a lot of people got dogs where these dogs are trained to kill and they start attacking people right it's a good way to get a lawsuit if you get viciously, viciously attacked by a dog, I've seen it virally lately. Uh, uh, Amazon delivery driver was delivering, obviously, Prime Day just finished. So they just got done delivering and the guy got attacked by a dog, right? And it's so scary. It's such a scary feeling that people do not um, like tame their pets when they got people coming over to clean or you got somebody delivering a package to you. And it's hot outside too, because you could only imagine those delivery drivers, not just Amazon, but UPS and FedEx, 
we're in 90 damn near 100 degree weather right now here in Atlanta and people are, are really hot and sweaty and not feeling well because they're so hot trying to deliver these packages and the last thing that they want is a whole rot roller attacking them while they're just trying to do their job so I can only imagine the the limitations of, the, of this now um, or it could be to where hey they know that this is Chris Brown Chris <coughs> excuse me Chris Brown it's worth some money, right? Chris Brown is up. Now, Brown, however, is calling the shenanigans on Olivia's claim and wants her to submit an eight-hour mental exam to prove her claims. It must made clear at this point that there's only two outstanding claims against Chris Brown. One filed for Maria Avila, where she requested more than $71 million in damages. Could you imagine if they won... Right? If they won this money, then that's $71 million in damages that they get. Now, I obviously, they're, look, I think they're, hey, this is very risky. It's very, very risky simply because if they lose this, now they're not going to, let's say if they find some other celebrity to clean their house, they're not going to want to hire these two ladies because of this lawsuit because they don't want to be out in millions right so it's kind of like they're almost like they're blacklisting themselves but you know it's a lot now now patricia avila where she requested the unsuspected amount in damages while maria maria's case is focused around the actual injured injury occurred uh patricia avila's case is focusing on the resultant playing uh pain and suffering of the attack look I'm not going to put these women down, but $71 million in damages. I don't know if you're going to win this case with that, with that or not. Now, if you said a couple thousand, okay. Chris Brown probably, all right, fine. Here, take it. But $71 million in damages, yeah, I don't see you winning that one. I, I don't. I don't see that this is going to be the one that you win for that amount of damages, right? Um, um. But if they do win, then that's interesting. Right? I think it's going to be quite interesting if they do win this. Now, last week, Brown's legal team asked Los Angeles Superior Court to push back the trial date for pending dog bark lawsuit um, back from September 2023 to December 2023. That's trying to push it back. Brown's legal team argued that, that the housekeeper who brought the suit against him would not be harmed by the date being pushed back. Uh, once more, Brown's team argued that the housekeeper who's bitten, guys, is still being treating, treated for her injuries under the workers' compensation claim, which means the team is unable to gather key evidence needed for them to proceed with the trial. So best of luck to Chris Brown. Um, like I say, not putting these women down, but it, it's, it's, it's a shame if they're just doing this because they know that he's Chris Brown and he's worth millions and try to take advantage of him. But if legitimately they've gotten bitten and yes, paying for damages, I get $71 million worth in damages. I doubt it. Couple thousand. Okay. Chris Brown will say, okay, you want to settle for a couple of, let's say $10,000. Okay. Here, fine. That's, that's chump change. That's like penny change compared if you're Chris Brown, right? Um, but $71 million. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be efficient. I don't know if this is going to work. So what's going to work though, James Myers is here. It's always good to have James Myers here in the studio as always. Guys, go check out their newest show. So it's James 
Myers, Christina Collin, and Tyrus, our producer uh, for our show. Tyrus, he made the cut. He made the, the microphone cut. And I, I joke with with T because he's he's always been a podcaster. He's he's more of a pod, he's been a podcaster before me, Kennedy. Um, but check out their show, guys. Sports Talk on major audio platforms. Still under, uh, always under. Swinky ninety three point three and the Heat ninety four point six. This is a great show. I listen to their latest show, and it's so good. To, so Christina Collin, I remember meeting her when she first started with us. She's outstanding. Christina, if you're listening this morning, shout out to you, girl. You're doing your thing. I love you in Sports Talk. Kennedy, you got an empire. You got three shows under your belt, and you ain't behind the mic on this right so sports talk guys go check it out from caleb entertainment it's amazing it's a great show nothing but sports but of course james got the latest in sports news james kyler murray and uh the theme of accountability so i have been historically a big kyler murray guy um of course he was injured last season and now things are in flux so kyler was talking to the arizona cardinals website about accountability and I think some of these quotes are a little troubling. Look at this. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be coachable and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. But if the bleep ain't working at some point, we all have to look in the mirror. It's a team sport. We have to be locked in, right? You you guys know, are familiar with the theme of accountability, right? Especially in the NFL. You're the quarterback, most visible position on the field, probably in sports. He's also... Uh, just inked a lucrative contract, gave him $103 million guaranteed. Listen, it all begins and ends with Kyler Murray, and he's on a sinking ship right now, right? J.J. Watt bailed, Buda Baker's asked out, DeAndre Hopkins said trade me, then they released him. Like, this is a franchise in flux, and Kyler Murray has to step up and be accountable. And I want to just give you a quick story about accountability. You guys know I used to run a website, and I'll never forget uh, an Easter weekend 2013. I was at my wife's family uh, for dinner, and we are eating Easter dinner, and there's an NCAA tournament game on, and a Louisville basketball player by the name of Kevin Ware suffered a pretty gnarly broken leg in the game. It was one of those, ooh, like you could see the bone protruding, very gruesome, gnarly. So I was running a website at the time. We had a staff of about 12 guys, full-time and part-time, and one of our guys instantly, hey, this is, this is big news, jumps on the post and puts it up. So about 30 minutes into our Easter dinner, I get a call from who I called the Bobs, the Suits, uh, at the company that owned our website. Hey, Jason, hey, hey, you guys have to take this post down. It is, it's just inappropriate. It's really gnarly. Uh, it just, it's kind of gross. You got to take it down. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do you have any experience you know, r- running uh, news, uh, any background in reporting, journalism, anything? If it bleeds, it leads. You guys know that. Now, obviously, we put a big tag on the post. Hey, this is bad. Bad. You may not want to see it. This guy broke his leg. But this story is going to lead today, tomorrow. This is going to be a big story. And our guy posted it, and it was getting monster traffic, which is kind of the game on the Internet. You got to get traffic. So this gentleman in the front office of the uh, USA Today that had owned us at the time said, just you've got to mention to the writer to take it down now. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is on me. Don't make it about the writer. I run the site. I told him to do the post. Well, you know, we're, we're going to keep it up. So, of course, he get, he wants to get the lawyer involved. You got to take it down. The Internet's yelling at us. I was like, listen, it's fine. I'll take the arrows. I'll talk to the lawyer. I took full accountability. Okay. Of course, a couple days later, I get called into a glass office and they want to yell at me. But it's not about the writer who posted it. It's about me. 
That's what accountability is. And, uh, you know, you look at these Kyler Murray quotes and you start to wonder, man, this guy's been in the league five years. He got his big contract. Does Kyler Murray understand accountability? I don't want to say, like, we all have to look in the mirror. Yes, football's a team sport. And, you know, the defense of Arizona is not good. It's going to be horrid this year. Special teams, not great either. They have the youngest coaching staff in the league. There's a lot of problems there. But this is about Kyler Murray and accountability. Okay, Kyler Murray is a very pampered player. He's one of the most ballyhooed high school football players in Texas football history. And we know the rich history, Friday Night Lights, Texas football. He, he went 42-0, won three state championships. And as he uh, goes to college, you know, he has some success, uh, mild success at A&M, then transfers to Oklahoma, sits behind Baker Mayfield, wins a Heisman Trophy, and he's going to the draft. Everybody says he's going to be number one. I'm sure some people say, listen, Jay, Matt, ease up on this kid. He's a, he was a college kid. Go to the NFL. Guys, he kept looking to his dad for answers. Um, you know, I heard a story that Kyler Murray's mom was still doing his laundry in Arizona. This is while he's a quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Like, at some point, you've got to grow up and show accountability. I don't want to hear about the team. Now, we know, listen, Arizona has... They, they did very poorly on those NFLPA report cards. They ranked 31st. They got an F in uh, the weight room, F in the training facility. Like it, It's not great. Things are not great there. But you know who can turn them around? Kyler Murray by stepping up to the plate and accepting accountability. You you put your name out there, Kyler. It's, it's a tough one, especially given how bad the roster is. And what adds to all of this is looming if Arizona gets the number one pick in the draft. They're probably moving on from Kyler Murray. So not only, Kyler, are you auditioning for your leading role in Arizona this season, where eventually you're going to come off the ACL injury and hopefully start a few games and maybe get some Ws, but you could be auditioning for the other owners who are looking for a quarterback. I don't think the market's going to be as robust for Kyler Murray as everybody thinks it is if they end up getting the number one pick and Caleb Williams. All right, I saw this. I want to move to the NBA real quick. You guys know I'm from New York. I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan, or at least I was when he was uh, starring with the Knicks briefly. Um, we're in a tough moment right now in basketball. And if you guys remember, I hosted a few weeks, maybe a month ago, Chris Broussard came on the show. And we were batting back and forth some problems with basketball in America. Because the NBA's thriving, obviously a great sport. Um, but we're seeing international players come over and win MVPs. Jokic just won. The, uh, the, the NBA Finals, the NBA Finals MVP, like the international players are having a moment. And something's going on in American basketball. It's been happening for a while. We've heard Jay Billis and many kind of bemoan the AAU culture. Well, there's a player by the name of Will Barton who did play for the Nuggets. Um, and he gave a, a, a podcast interview on why Carmelo is one of his, wait for it, top 15 players all time. All right, this is going to be a tough one because... Uh, so when I grew up, when I was growing up, I was in the Northern Virginia area and I was a big college basketball fan because my friends, parents like college hoops. So I liked Georgetown and Syracuse. They had a great rivalry. So I became a Syracuse fan too. And Carmelo Anthony goes to Syracuse one year, wins a title. I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. Carmelo then goes to the NBA. I think he walked in the league and averaged a 21 as a rookie. Just an awesome talent. Talent. Okay. And then he would get to the playoffs and every year, it was the same deal. Bounced in the first round. And folks, this is kind of crazy. I had to double check the numbers. Carmelo Anthony got out of the first round of the playoffs 
twice in his entire career. And, and if you're looking for the symmetry, one time in Denver, one time in New York. Interesting. Got out of the first round twice. And Will Barton, who, by the way, is from Baltimore. And, you know, Carmelo Anthony's family largely grew up in Baltimore. I think he was born in Brooklyn. But I'm sure Will Barton watched some Carmelo Anthony growing up and, like, everybody was rooting for him. But this idea that he's a top 15 player all time just doesn't jive with anything anything that you've seen on the court there is literally no evidence that could back up carmelo anthony being a top 15 player all time and i think it comes down to this the young american basketball players now and we touched on this on the show before they're in this like highlight culture where man can you take him off the dribble how's your handle how's your crossover can you do an elite layup finish the way Kyrie Irving does? And the players seem very wrapped up in this because Carmelo Anthony was brilliant or not all that. One-on-one, -on -one, he could cook anybody. Great shooter, awesome score, lethal score. But was he a winning basketball player? And I would challenge Will Barton. Will, there's no evidence Carmelo Anthony ever raised the level of any of his teammates in the NBA. Ever. It just didn't happen. He's an offensive player, which is great. You need offense to win in this league. And I saw Kevin Durant chime in on this. I should probably stay away from KD since anytime I talk about him, he gets very angry and yells at me and calls me mean names. That being said, Carmelo Anthony wasn't even in the level of KD. And KD played defense. And my problem right now with largely this American basketball culture is AAU basketball's hurting badly. My son played uh, for a year. And it would be like, you go to a tournament, you play two games one day, two games the next, and it's like, does winning, I mean, obviously you wanna win games and you wanna win trophies, but the idea is, are you getting your stats? Are you playing well? Are you putting up buckets? Are you getting noticed by coaches? And it seemed more of a me culture than a we culture. And there's something about the international players. When Jokic makes everyone around him better, Luka Doncic is a triple-double king. I know people will say, well, Jason, Russell Westbrook, triple-double king. You got to put him in that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Russell Westbrook is the reason Kevin Durant left OKC, guys. This me culture, Westbrook had it. He wanted all the shots. Carmelo Anthony had it. Now, Melo for sure is a Hall of Famer. No denying that. He's a top 50 player all time. I know he made the top 75 list. But this idea that he's a top 15 player when he's not known for his defense... He, on the on the boards, he would love to yell out obscenities when he would grab rebounds. There's a funny video of like three minutes of Carmelo cursing as he grabs rebounds. Like, that's what I'll remember for him in the Syracuse title. Not never getting out of the first round except twice. Thank you, James. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Sports Talk, James Myers, Christina Collin, and T, my good friend. Oh, T, look, T's been part of the family since 2015. Simone, why you trying to trying to pick on him earlier? Uh, <laughs> but guys, check out Sports Talk, guys. It's, it's a great show. Nothing but sports on that show on our radio stations of Swinky ninety three point three and the Heat ninety four point six. So that's gonna wrap it up here on our morning show, radio morning show, KLP Aftermath season six. Simone, Monica, uh, James, it's always been a pleasure to have y'all on the show. As always, guys, stay tuned. Later this week, we'll be back here into the studio uh, to give you guys another episode of KLP Aftermath Season 6. Uh, until then, until now, by the way, before we log off, 
guys, check out my AMP show, AMP Up with KLP, exclusive AMP show. All you got to do is download the AMP app, download that app, type in Kennedy Lucas, I'm there. We do exclusive podcasting there. We talked. We I've talked about some juiciness while playing some music as well, guys. We have good following there. Check out my amp show. Uh, again, all you got to do is download the the app, the amp app. Type it. We'll make an account. Type in Kennedy Lucas. Follow, and then you can now see my episodes on demand. So if you missed the live stream, you can come back to it later and still listen to what we talked about that night. So again, check it out for sure. Until then. This has been KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host KLP Kennedy Lucas and my girl Simone Teagues. We'll see y'all in the next one. Stay safe. Stay swanky. Peace.